Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to The Sex Wrap with Spring and Andrew. Hi, Spring. Oh, you said that at the same time. We are totally working so well together. Is is that what this is? This is me being like, whoa, that was a weird intro. And we're... Changed it it up. I, I mean, I think change is good, right? But you know what else has changed up? I get to see you next week, which is super exciting. Yes, 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 yes. So you guys know that we're both professors. We both work at amazing universities, but they are very far away from each other. I'm at CUNY School of Public Health in New York, and Andrew is at the University of Miami in Miami. And that means that we only get to see each other occasionally. And we're going to Denver next week for the Society for the Scientific Study of Sexuality conference, which I love. We just call it Quad S, but it's a whole bunch of people who think just like Sprig and I do getting together to talk about all the different ways to make the world a happier, sexier, consentier, fun place. It's really a great weekend. It's my new favorite word. I have never heard anyone use that. I mean, I know you just made it up, but I'm sure someone else has made that up before. But why haven't I heard it? I love it. Consent. I mean, that, I mean, we need it. We need we need as much consent as we can get. We need so. the most consentiest world. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we're going to be in Denver. Um, If you are in Denver and you're a listener and you want to meet up with us for a picture to say hi, uh, we'll be at the conference and we'd love to see you take a picture, uh, have a conversation. I don't know. It's a really fun event. There's vendors that have all kinds of fun things. And uh, but Denver and we're not going there for the other reasons, the reasons that most people now go to Denver for tourism. We're going to see each other and Spring's sister lives there. So I'm going to get to see Shana. And we just figured out I haven't seen her in nine years. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be super awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I love to travel anyway. Um, I don't know. Hey, Andrew, what's our question today? What was our question today? I'm going to start us with a little story that leads into the question. So uh, everybody sit down, cross your legs, listen to the story. Or uncross your legs. That's fine, too. (laughs) Um, So I had a when I went to college, I went to college with spring. But during my undergrad, uh, two of my best friends, uh, one was a perpetual virgin. Like she just 
was not interested in men, not interested in dating. She was going to wait for the right one before she got married. The most she ever did with the man by the time she had graduated was held hands. She had never kissed or slow danced or anything. The other one is one of my best friends, um, and she's mostly a lesbian, and she didn't wasn't interested in men at all. Uh, she talked a lot about Lucy Lawless from Xena, the warrior princess. Like... <laughs> So, like, she did talk sexually, but not about men. Um, and they were both taking this computer programming class that they had to do at Penn State. Um, and I wasn't part of the class with them. And uh, after class, the first week, they're like, oh, we have this really sexy, hot professor. And I'm like, something's wrong with both of you. And then they both said, like, he has the biggest bulge. And I just start cackling. And I'm like, what? What? Neither of you... So anyway, I went to the computer class and confirmed dude wore skinny jeans with a bulge that looked like two softballs sitting there inside of his skinny jeans. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I love this story because, I mean, one thing that it really shows us is that, you know, looking at somebody's bulge doesn't necessarily have anything to do with sexual attraction or sexual interest. So, I mean, and that's what our question is today. Um, do women look at packages slash bulges? I mean, they used the word package all the time after that point, talking about packages, packages, packages. And it actually made them start to look at more packages. So the, so the answer is for my perpetual virgin friend and uh, lesbian friend, who are also best friends, the, the answer is yes, they looked at bulges. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so do women look at that? I mean... I think, of course, every single thing is dependent on an individual um, and the circumstances. And, um, you know, I think that the story about this uh, young, sexy professor, as you put it, uh, being at the front of the room and kind of having all eyes focused on that is it's kind of alarming to me, like to, to think that, you know, that's what everybody's looking at. Like it makes me want to, um, redress myself every time I now go in front of the classroom <laughs> to make sure that like nothing is on display. I just feel like, you know, everybody's always trying to look at something, but, um, yeah. So of course people, if something is noticeable, people look at it. I mean, and I think what this question is really trying to get at, um, it came from uh, a male listener, like trying to justify men looking at women's breasts, right? So there's those ongoing memes and stories or fights that happen in heterosexual relationships where, you know, like a man checks out another woman's rack. Mm -hmm. And I think this question is like trying to say like, well, do women do the same thing? Um, I mean, and, and I, I think that makes the question a little bit more valid because uh, we can start talking about like why people look and, and what they look at. Um, like, yes, men look at pack men look at breasts um, and yes, women look at packages, but I don't think they're in the same order of magnitude. I think that there's a lot more like a, of masculinity, like maleness that has like catcalling and looking um, and Obviously, if you're in a relationship with somebody, it doesn't matter who, if they start checking out other people's genitals or breasts, like it might be a little bit disturbing. And I think that's probably where this question was going at the beginning. So like women do it too. And should I be disturbed by this behavior? So I'm adding that listeners are I'm adding some more to your question because I'm trying to really figure out where 
where this is going. Well, I mean, I think though the, I mean, part of what they're asking here, yeah, is, um, are women looking at male bodies? Um, but also I think we can really broaden this to, you know, are, are people looking at breasts? Are people looking at bulges? Like people in general, not even like as, uh, am I interested in this person sexually or am I attracted to them? Because, um, I think that, there are some like overall body things that we can talk about too and kind of this uh, judgment that we have of our own bodies and how we think people are perceiving us um, and what we think that means when somebody is looking at a specific part of our body also. So I think there's kind of a lot of places we can really take this. I mean, it's about self-insecurity. That's kind of what uh, Spring was talking about, like people looking at my body this way. Do I feel secure? Do I want people looking at me, sexually objectifying me? Um, And then if you're in a relationship, am I comfortable with my partner checking out other people's bodies as well? Like, am I comfortable with the kind of potential comparison that comes with it? Uh, And I think those are much trickier questions than do women look at packages or bulges. I mean, those comparisons are really tough on ourselves and on other people. Yeah. So when someone else looks at our own body, we mostly feel uncomfortable. I don't think I know anybody that feels super excited when they notice someone kind of checking their body out, whether it's someone you're interested in or not, if they are kind of like giving you this once over, there's a sense of discomfort there because you know that some type of evaluation is occurring and you're being judged. (laughs) Yeah. And that doesn't feel comfortable. Like even if the outcome is they like what they see, like the overall effect of that kind of judgment is is not something that anybody likes. So I think, you know, we can start to think about how we feel when we see somebody kind of give us an evaluation and then start to think about, you know, how that feels then when we are doing that to other people, whether or not it's intentional, because sometimes like in this example where you gave, if somebody has this like very noticeable something, and this goes for breasts, this goes for anything that, you know, is like um, very noticeable in some way. And I mean, I have bright pink hair. Like, I know that my hair is very noticeable in a room when I walk in, like people turn to look at my hair. And that is, you know, because it is very bright and it is noticeable out of the kind of range of hair. And so when there is something noticeable, yes, people are going to look at it. So that is, that goes without question. Um, And I think that, you know, that, that doesn't mean that we need to do something about that because that isn't like our responsibility to hide something or to make it look more like other people's in some way. Right. And being, Absolutely. Like you don't need to make yourself look like other people to be happy. But I think like these comparisons are what drive a lot of insecurities. And then we have people doing all kinds of surgeries, nose jobs and breast jobs and penis implants and all kinds of things because of the comparisons that people make. Um, And I think there's some healthy ways that you can go about this too. Like like Spring said, you are going to notice and uh, it could make you feel insecure. I have this awesome couple friends that actually live in New York City. You met them, but I'm not going to say their names Mm -hmm. on our show today. Uh, And they go together and check out people 
together. And they both comment on nice features and bodies of men and women that they find sexy to each other. So they use it as a way, you know, to go out as a couple and talk about like, there's all of the sexy stuff around and it gets them all turned on and then they go home and they have sex. (laughs) Like, so for them, it's actually this fun game where they look at other people like there's all the sexy stuff. Oh my gosh, I feel so sexy with you. Uh, And then they move forward. Um, we'll move forward also known as like moving to the bed. Move horizontal. Oh, oh <laughs> gross. Uh, but I mean, I, I think that if we're talking about feeling better about yourself uh, or not feeling bad about comparisons, um, it's, it's really getting at the question of like, is it okay? Why do we look and what do we get from looking? Um, and first of all, uh, humans are sexual beings and we all have that lizard brain that we've talked about a bunch of times before like attraction happens and eyes are likely to wander towards sexual parts especially considering you know like your brain starts to wander towards sex you're going to look at those parts i don't think there's anything particularly wrong in eyes occasionally wandering especially if it's not done in kind of a gross way yeah and i mean it is normal to compare like that is a way that we understand our world is by making comparisons and under trying to understand things and that is what we do when we see other people and we are comparing ourselves to them and trying to understand you know how everything fits together and so (laughs) that's good um (laughs) But I mean, so here's the thing. It's normal to look. It's normal to notice, um, especially things that are maybe bigger or brighter. (laughs) But then it is, what do we do with that? So then like you catch yourself looking at somebody's bulge or you catch yourself looking at someone's boobs, then what? I think that's what is where we're really going with this. So what, like, how do you handle that? How do you handle your interpretation of it? How do you handle it if they catch you looking at it? How do we kind of navigate this so that it isn't creepy, so that you don't make them feel bad, so that you don't feel bad about yourself, right? Yeah, like my eyes are up here, buddy. And we have to take a short break (laughs) and we'll get to answering that long list of questions. We'll be right back. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So spring, what were some of those questions that you just <laughs> rattled off? Okay. So when let's start with when you notice somebody looking at your own body. So somebody has caught something on your body and you see them kind of looking at it. Um, what can we do in that situation? So what should each person do maybe? I mean, for me, so much of about it is the kind of look and where it's happening in the context of where it's happening as well. If I'm at a bar or a club or a social space where people are typically there to meet and make friends and get together, it's really different than if I'm in an office space or a workroom. Um, So for me, context matters 
somewhat not a hundred percent but uh depending on what's going on i will acknowledge and either smile and invite and say that was fine thank you for looking at my bulge or <laughs> i will make eye contact and scowl and be like tut tut my eyes are up here buddy stop looking <laughs> um I mean, and I think it's a little bit different for men than women, too, because I don't think it happens at the same level. And I think the power balance between men and women is really different, too. So often, like men are the ones in positions of power or they're more a physical threat. So sometimes like the looks that men give women are much scarier than the kind of looks that gay men give other gay men or that women give men. Mm. So. Uh, I think there's some differences both in context and the direction that the gaze is going. Um, for women, on the other hand, I don't know, what do you do when someone obviously picks you out and starts checking you out? I mean, I normally, and this kind of goes across any context, I I really don't like people uh, judging me based on my body, no matter what the outcome is. I feel like that is the least interesting part of me. And um, <laughs> so I I kind of like will raise my eyebrows and give like a pointed stare, like really? That's the kind of, that's the look I give. Um, and then uh, see what that person says. And they'll usually will either turn away in embarrassment or have an actual conversation and be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then like actually talk to me in some way. Um, if they're, um, if they're, you know, a good person, I would say. <laughs> well, and most of the time in my life, whenever I've addressed people with the scowly face, they've immediately addressed their own, like, oh, I didn't realize, or I realized I was doing something that was inappropriate. Um, but I love that uh, you started and started to have a conversation around it as well. Uh, I, I think that we should probably address the whole issue of like the, the cat calling level of checking somebody out or like the rubber neck, like, right. you know, like when someone's head follows <laughs> and looks and stares. Uh, I mean, and I think when we get to that situation for men or f women or people of trans experience, for it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, I think it's really important to be careful in those situations because like noticing someone's attractive or noticing someone's breast or noticing someone's ball just as natural. But then like, when you take that intense effort to objectify the person and only pay attention to that part of them, it's kind of dehumanizing, right? It, it kind it's of very dehumanizing. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially one of the definitions yeah. of dehumanizing somebody. Um, and, I mean, in that sense, do women look at packages and bulges? If you're a woman and you're looking at packages and bulges in a dehumanizing way, I think that's where we need to draw the line and say, like, this is inappropriate behavior and you should probably start a conversation. We're going to be doing a show pretty soon on how to text people and how to meet people. <laughs> that's coming up pretty soon. Um, but I don't think it's a healthy way to interact. Like, if you really want to, if you really want to just, like, stare at someone's genitals or stare at someone's breasts. There are special clubs for that. Or websites, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think that um, there's, and when somebody kind of does that and we get into this kind of um, dehumanizing, this creepiness, this awkwardness that's like um, kind of overwhelming. And yeah, that then does become this uh, situation where people feel unsafe and then 
Um, it is more about making sure you feel safe rather than confronting that person or having a conversation with them about that. So in a situation where you feel uncomfortable slightly and you can have a conversation or discuss something great, but where you are feeling more than slightly uncomfortable or unsafe at all, then the priority is making yourself feel safe. Absolutely. And this is what I was talking about, the power imbalance overall between men and women in society, where I think we would be hard pressed to find a story of a man who got so creeped out by a woman staring at his bulge that he felt so uncomfortable that he needed to leave a space or needed to escape. Um, and I think that we would probably be able to find like 99% of women who at some point in their life have felt uncomfortable because someone just kept staring at them or looking at their breasts or looking at their butt. It doesn't matter any part of their body. Um, and there are lots of videos you can find on YouTube about people uh, talking about catcalling and how it's actually kind of, I mean, not kind of, it is, it's harmful to women because it makes them feel unsafe in public spaces. And everybody deserves to feel safe when they're going about their business or going on the subway or walking on the street or going into a class, going to the beach, the bar, the club. It doesn't matter where you go. Everybody should feel comfortable. Yeah. And I mean, I, w I also want to kind of talk about what to do when you catch yourself looking. So when you see your eyes get pulled to a certain area for whatever reason, um, and then someone catches you like that, that can feel very embarrassing and it can feel very uncomfortable for you as the person who was looking and maybe not intentionally, but you're sometimes your eyes get pulled towards something and then you're like, Oh, Oh my God, I was looking at your bulge. Oh my God. Um, and I think, you know, that's also worth thinking about kind of how you can respond to that when that happens, because in that moment you can feel like very uncomfortable and awkward and like, so let's think about what you can actually say in that situation as well. So to like kind of diffuse it and make sure that you're not making that other person feel unsafe or uncomfortable in any way. And um, do you have a suggestion for what you what you might say if you were caught looking <laughs> accidentally? I don't believe I've ever been caught looking <laughs> accidentally or otherwise. Um, but no, I mean, I... Just because of my personality and because I'm so sex positive and sex forward, I'd be like, holy crap, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean my eyes just wandered <laughs> and be honest about it. Just be like, that's not normally what I do. And I, I'm sorry if I made you feel bad. But I mean, I would acknowledge it. I would acknowledge that I was the person at fault. And I would apologize because I made someone else feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that, yeah, just a oh, sorry, um, can actually just go a long way, like without even uh, going into too much depth or trying to explain it, because I think that's where it you can even get a little more flustered and more caught in that embarrassment. Oh, I, I would like I'm imagining now like someone like, oh, but you're beautiful. Oh, my God, I just said you're beautiful. No, I'm not trying to objectify. Oh, my gosh, I just said that. Oh, my God, I was looking at. Like, you know, it's like one of those downward spirals, yeah. which is why acknowledging the issue and then apologizing, you're like, yeah. I'm sorry. So, so that's going to be yeah. our recommendation for that response. Sorry. Move on. <laughs> sorry. And then, I mean, try not to do it, too, because like while your eyes may wander naturally, at the end of the day, you do have control over your facilities and you have control. Like if you see your eyes start to drop, make sure that they don't. Um I notice people's clothes and jewelry and hair all the time. And I try to compliment people on like things around them. And sometimes I notice myself looking at like the cut of a sweater and it looks like I'm looking at 
a breast or it looks like I'm looking at someone's chest. That's not what I'm doing. So then I'm like, I'm sorry, I was looking at the clothes and people know me. But even then, I'm not like, I'm trying to do some self-reflection on this right now. What can I do to make sure that I don't make people feel <laughs> creepy or uncomfortable? Um, yeah. And sometimes it's hard, too, because people wear clothes like giant pendants or necklaces or like a crystal that's right between the breasts or men wear shirts that, you know, like they don't have sides <laughs> at all. Like they're just like a, a wife beater shirt that's like just a barely a front that dips down to their navel and no sides. Like, What am I supposed to be looking at? I can't even. Anyway, see, I'm flustered. <laughs> this is what happens. I just go off on the side. I, I think there's some other things that we can talk about that are pretty fun though. Like end on like a okay. kind of funny up note. Um, so I was just doing some research about this question and there are a lot of things for sale on the internet. None of them have sponsored us. So this is an unsponsored <laughs> comment um, that are meant to address it because apparently there are a lot of men who feel really insecure about their bald size. That's, I mean, it's not a bulge surprise. Is, sorry, the whole word is ridiculous. Bulge. I just like the their package size. Like, By the way, most of package size is actual testes. It's not actually the penis, right? So most of the time, if someone's really into bulges or evaluating men on their bulges, they're evaluating them based on the size of their scrotum and testes. So there we go. We're just going to throw all the prettiest words in the English language out today. Um, so most of the time, that's what they're looking for. But all of these devices do crazy things. So we talk about push-up bras for women and breast augmentation for women and spanks and waist trimmers. Well, everybody, if you would like a bigger bulge or, or think that other people want to look at your bigger bulge, that's the thing I couldn't find. I couldn't actually find like a research study saying like women enjoy <laughs> looking at men's bulges. So... There's that. So I don't know who you're performing for, but there are special underwear that have pads underneath the balls that push them forward. There are special underwear where there's a ring, like a loose ring that goes over the penis that pushes it forward. There are underwear for men that are padded so the butt looks bigger. There are underwear for... It doesn't matter. There's just a hundred more than that. If just go into Amazon, there's like 10,000 different devices that people have for sale to increase your bulge size. So if you feel insecure about your bulge and you want bulge looking people to check out your bulge and notice that your package is the best and brightest, of course, if you took your pants off oh, with them later. Okay. The, All you'd I be can exposed. think about right now is the slang term that they use in Australia for speedos. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what speedos are. Um, the slang term they have for them is budgie smugglers. So oh, budgie's a parrot, budgie right? is a very small bird. Yeah. So like, because it like brings everything up real close and then makes a bulge when you have a type of swimsuit on like that. So it could look like you have a little bird being smuggled in your, in your pants. Yeah. Which is not a recommendation to get a bigger bulge, but like, that's all I can think about as you're yeah. talking about. Speedos are the opposite. <laughs> Speedos are kind of like a chest compressor, but for the, the bulge. But I mean, if you want to have a bigger looking bulge or you want people to check it out, like you can get some stuff for it. But then when, if you go home with them later, there's going to be that reveal where instead of it being a big bulge, it was a big bit of padding. Yeah. And I mean, 
We can also go into talking about how uh, penis size when it is flaccid isn't very indicative of penis size when we're erect anyway. So like the idea about trying to make any sort of judgment about somebody's penis based on a bulge really doesn't make any sense. No, it's not going to work for you. I mean, ball size, but penis size, if it, yeah. That's it. I'm just sitting here. Like, <laughs> so do women look at bulges? Yes. Yes, they do. Do men look at bulges? Yes. Yes, they do. Do gay men look at bulges? Yes, they do. Do lesbians look at bulges? At least my one friend does. So people do look at bulges. Yes. A hundred percent. This is an easy question to answer. I don't, it took us a half an hour to yeah. get through, but yes. Okay. I have a joke that is um, a great post Halloween joke for us. Is this is this the period? Are we back on the period? Are you ready? Get get ready for a dad joke, also known as a spring joke. Yeah, I like that we've reclassified that. <laughs> oh no! Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, what do you call a bulge when it's on a corpse? Uh, I, what? <laughs> Morning wood. Get it? Morning. Oh like we're God. sad because they yeah. died. <laughs> oh. I'm being cremated, everybody. There will be no bulge at my funeral. That was horrible. Happy week after Halloween. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. All if you want more right. of that, how can you find us? <laughs> <laughs> if if you have any follow-up or have any additional questions about this episode or any other questions about love sex or bulges on corpses, you can email us. We're the sex at gmail.com. You can call us at 413 I Wrap It. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school. Or just two of music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.